Hello and welcome back to the Football Chat Podcast. It's episode number 69 today. Very, very funny indeed. But uh, yeah, we're just going to round up the Premier League action, I guess. We're kind of going for our podcast topics. We've not got a lot to discuss. And the Premier League has returned. It was a brilliant weekend. So we might as well talk about it. I mean, it was a great opening weekend, as you yeah. said. A lot of surprises, a lot of shocks. A um, lot of new de- you know, a lot of debutants for different clubs. Uh, and I guess we're just going to talk about all of them. I think the standout to all of this is Manchester City's 2-0 win over West Ham. It's the game we covered on TFC Live. It's also the game where Haaland proved us wrong. Now, I've probably titled this podcast something on the lines of We Were Wrong About Erling Haaland or This Is Why We Were Wrong About Erling Haaland or something like that. Because all through pre-season, we said he's going to struggle to adapt. He doesn't fit the system. It might take him some time to get up to speed. And, and he's got a brace and it's probably debut. It's after the Community Shield final, and we all sat here. I think everyone did. Everyone mocked him. Everyone made memes about yeah. him. We sat here and said he will struggle to adapt to English football. First game of the season. Yeah, I, think he's, I think he's done all right. Harlem got into the Premier League. I don't know, but I, I think he uh, might have just done all right. Yeah. Winning Premier League debut and winning a penalty. Yeah, it's pretty decent. It's just all right. But yeah, overall. Man City just controlling, dominant as they always yeah. are. It was expected from Manchester City. It's just the way they move the ball around. They, they ha- West Ham had something like nineteen percent possession. Yeah, points. They, they had nothing. They had absolutely nothing. West no, Ham. and of course they they set up to play very defensive and then hope to hit City on the counter, which is the stra- is the best strategy. I'd say. I think if it wasn't for giving away the penalty, right, and yeah, the penalty it could have been a different game. Exactly. If Fabianski doesn't come off injured, Fabianski doesn't make that mistake that Areola did. It was just he came into the game. Was it was his first real chance to save anything, and he cocked it up. But then even after you know after half time, West Ham came out firing. They had a yeah. few chances. They got. A few I, shots I still away. maintain that West Ham will do well this season. I think yeah. they've got a really good side. I think Skamaka looked positive when he came on. I think the difference I think, between City and West Ham was yeah. Haaland. Yeah, well, I think also West Ham with a left back with Cornet in that side. Yeah. That will help them with some fit centre halves back because obviously Dawson and Aguard both out. Ben Johnson have to come from that position. Shift, but again, he's not a natural centre half. Exactly. I do think they still need another centre back. They can't go in season with three. And then when you're looking at rotation options, they bring they bring Flynn Downs and Connor Coventry on. It doesn't fill you with confidence. Yeah, I mean, put it that we, way. we said it while we're live. They need. They're a great core eleven, but, but then they, in terms of rotation options and yeah. backups, they have little quality. Like ben Rama is very good. But his effectiveness in the Premier League hasn't been that high. Yeah. I mean, he's, he, he just was count, constantly offside in the game on Sunday. His goal output's never been that superb, neither yeah. has his assist output. Yeah, he's very, very good with the ball at his feet. Yes, he's very dangerous going forward, but I don't think that kind of remedies the fact that he's not... No. He's not doesn't really contribute I think directly. Jared Bowen as well because West Ham didn't have any of the ball they couldn't yeah. get him on the ball and then when Jared Bowen can't get on the ball he is he goes missing in the game well you, yeah they, they, the plan was to counter they never really countered there's no. a few chances but Jared Bowen is best when you put the ball over the top and he uses his pace to yeah. get after it and then slot it past the keeper which is ironically exactly what Haaland yeah. is best at doing Little bit of a difference, but yeah. I mean the second goal. So the first one's obviously a penalty. I think if he'd only scored that penalty, I wouldn't be that concerned about how many goals he's going to get this season. I'd be like, it's a penalty, you know, well won by him. But I think the fact he won amazing. it, he won it as well. But but for the second yeah. goal, you, I knew it was a goal as soon as he was thrown. It's a classic Harlem run, and it's also the type of ball you don't really see. Obviously, I'm not going to like Dortmund are a fantastic side, but it's not the ball that. 
one of the like Witzel's not playing that one through the channels but Kevin De Bruyne fantastic yeah. ball Haaland gets to it slots it past the keeper it's a brilliant run it's a brilliant goal yeah it's a perfect way to introduce yourself to the Premier League that's the thing with Haaland you know as yeah. soon as he's thrown goal you don't, it's a goal okay. I mean we literally said it online yeah. game set match sword as soon as he's thrown as soon as he's even before he's kicked the ball as soon as you see that pass from De Bruyne and Haaland's ran onto it that's 2-0 that's game and I don't know if they can West Ham concede that goal if they're not already 1-0 down though because I think yeah. they'd be sitting deeper to try and hold on to a point Yeah. but they already lost hope that by about the penalty, 70th minute penalty was definitely the turning point it was a stonewall penalty and uh, Haaland yeah. did really well to win it well West Ham also then had to attack attack more yeah. in the second half and that left them more open at the back and that's why Haaland was able to get that goal but I think I think, I think City, it bodes well for City season because they've got Bournemouth coming up next I, oh God. and without giving away our Premier League predictions it's not going to be a De Lomso Lange came after to be fair Bournemouth looked look really good. good I think they Villa made them look good Villa. but or made them look better than they were but. yeah but to still to beat a side yeah, of Premier League quality that's been there for a, what, a mm. few years now Aston Villa to beat a side mm. that has just invested over 100 million players should be in and Europe well over that in the last few seasons mm. they've got players like Coutinho Camara, uh, Diego Carlos. They're, they're injected into the side this summer. I knew Keith Moore would score after I said he played for Rangers in that Europe. They've Europe. got a fantastic academy. They've got players like Jacob Ramsey, Jack Grealish in recent years, Carney Jack Wemmerk, who's yeah, just made the twenty yeah. mil move to Chelsea. There is, they've got so much talent there, and yeah. well, I've got a good result against them. Yeah, I mean, Jack Wemmerk didn't feature for Chelsea. Should we get into Chelsea? Uh, sure, we can move on to Everton nil Chelsea one. There's not too much to say. No. As a Chelsea fan, it was a bit of a disappointing performance. Chelsea got lucky. I think we look we look devoid of any creativity. Yeah. I think both our wing backs kind of struggled. Rhys James Delivery looked shocking. fine on yeah looked fine on the pitch from normal play, but as soon as he got a set piece, it was just horrific. I don't know why we've switched to having Rhys James on there rather than Mason Mount. Mm. Because people used to slag off Mason Mount saying, oh, all he can do is score from dead ball situations or assist from dead ball situations. But I'd love him to do that now. Yeah. Because the crosses we saw from Reese were just not Didn't beat the good first enough. man. Every time. Or it was going over everyone's yeah. head. Every time. And I don't know, it was just frustrating to watch. And we had about 12 corners in the first yeah. half and we did nothing with so any of them. It, what, it, it was just, the game was just, obviously... Get decided by the penalty, but obviously the stoppage yeah. the injuries and the crowd problem and the it was just and the stupid fouls. Yeah, I get what you're saying. It was very stop start. I just yeah, didn't. I wasn't. I wasn't very impressed with Chelsea's performance, and I'm sort of worried for. Uh, I think Tottenham's going to be a test. It'll be interesting to see how, who comes out of that on top. I'll be honest. As a Chelsea fan, I don't want to say it, but I think Tottenham are going to win it at the moment. I don't see how that Chelsea side wins. Yes, it looks like Frankie de Jong will join soon. It looks like Fafana is potentially on his way if they can agree a deal with Leicester. I I think after watching that Everton game, I'd put Breuer through the middle. Havertz was nowhere. I think for a game like Tottenham, you have to start Havertz. You have to just hope he can do something. I don't think you can risk Armando Breuer in that game. It would be a big show of trust, though, from Thomas Tuchel, but I I don't think he'll do that. I think we're more likely to see Broy's introduction the week after if Havertz performs badly. Yeah. But I was very confused why Havertz and Sterling were kind of rotating around that central striker. And then when Havertz was up there, he barely moved. And then when we did get Broy's introduction, he was playing on the wing, pretty much. Yeah. So I was. it was such a confusing system. 
The Kante Jorginho pivot just doesn't work at all. No. They're both t- way too defensive. Neither of them really create anything. They don't really make the runs forward. And when they do, say Kante, obviously driving forward with the ball, he's, he lacks the technical ability to exactly. do very well he in high Conor Gallagher driving forward with the ball, you know he's going to put it top corner. Yeah. And that's, I mean, obviously we've seen the 5-2-3 really works, but if you play Kante and Jorginho, you're lacking any creativity. It's fine to play them, but then you have to have someone else in the middle. Yeah. Yeah. Um, maybe if they're looking at playing Havertz and Sterling in that striker role, then switch to a, uh, someone in behind them. Put Mount yeah. in behind them, yeah. who can actually then be a creative outlet, or put Conor Gallagher in there. But we needed someone. I, I was shocked Kovacic didn't play. I don't know whether he has a knock or something, but he didn't get any minutes. Yeah. It was confusing to me. Uh, and Conor, yeah, Conor Gallagher, again, I think he deserves some minutes. He got about two. It's yeah. not really time to show show himself off. So I think I'm impressed by Kulabali. Kulabali had a very solid introduction. I was very confused by who was it that I saw slagging him off? Kieran Carlin. He said he doesn't rate him and he thinks he's a uh, I can't remember the exact words he used, but he was doing his Premier League predictions yeah. on his new channel, and I saw him saying that he didn't rate Kulabali. And I was just a bit miffed by. It. And then of course he had a fantastic debut. Yeah. So he was proven wrong instantly, but. Koulibaly's always been a very fantastic centre-half. He's yeah. never got that move away. But I don't think that's because he's not a good defender or not a good player. And that's mainly because Napoli just refused to negotiate uh, on yeah. like fair terms. He always wanted way too high. And now that he's entered his last year of his contract, they're, of course, willing to negotiate on more reasonable terms. So, I, yeah, I think that's the reason he's left now. Great, great bit of business for Chelsea. He's slotted yeah. in there seamlessly. I would say we need another centre-back. Because Koulibaly and Thiago Silva both had to come off. Well, both Shit. went down yeah, injured at least. Yeah, they did come off in the end, didn't they? And Aspilicueta, he looks past it as yeah. well a little, and he's only 32, so it does have me worried. I think we have to bring in Wesley Fofana. I did see Players, that. Uh, sorry, people trying to claim that Fofana is not necessary at Chelsea. What are you often about? Mean, the back three that played against Everton had a combined age of 101. Yeah. Which is fine. Age is just a number at the end of the day. They are all very capable footballers. Oh, yeah, but... But Aspie doesn't really have the stamina and or if, pace and to back up in this Silver league. And if Silver have to come off with a knock every yeah. in the 60th minute every game, then... If Aspie starts against Tottenham, we're in trouble. But then who else do you start right now? Mm. Because Saar's not good enough. Chalaba. Mm. Chalaba is good. I would I would probably start Chalaba right now. Yeah. Ampadu has not been given any minutes at all in the Chelsea or side, ever. Man. Or, yeah, it looks like he's going again, potentially permanently this time. Uh, then what? Or get for five. Who's left off that? Because we've loaned out Carwell now to Brian. And you can't play Cucurella or Kulavalli on there because they're both left foot. Uh, yeah, I mean, you could just. You, I think you could get away with Kulavalli on the right hand side and yeah. he's terrible there, but. I've been Son and. Maybe, maybe you put Reese in there. But then who'd you play at right wing back? Because I do not want to see Ruben off the cheek at right wing back oh, ever yeah. again. Mm-hmm. And we don't have. Well, that's that's another position we've just not bought. Last season we had so many left wing backs, and yet Alonso was playing there. And this season again, mm. Reese James got injured last year, and we had Aspi there all season. We cannot have Aspi at right wing back. No. Because going forward, he doesn't he doesn't cut it. I'd rather swap maybe them we yeah maybe we swap them for the Tottenham game just to give Aspi some cover of yeah. Reese James, and then we just set up defensively and hope that Havertz, Sterling, and Mount can do something on their own. Yeah. Because realistically, Aspi's not going to do much. Mate, do you start Kukura over Chilwell? Yeah. Because I think he looked more Actually, positive. No, he's not fast. Because <laughs> no, no. Chilwell, yes, he won the penalty, but 
Other than that, he didn't really do much. I think it's hard to judge. It was a poor team performance all yeah. round, and I think we'll take the three points. Yeah, fair enough. Moving on to some shock results then. We've got Fulham 2, Liverpool wow. 2. I did not see, I did not have no. Liverpool dropping points on opening day on my PL bingo. Two years ago, this enough. game, Liverpool won 5-0 on the Friday yeah. night. But it was Saturday morning, beat on BT. I've probably yeah. lost. Um, on BT. No, that was a pitch. It wasn't oh, wet yeah. enough. Oh, so, yeah. good to know that. Thanks, Jürgen. Oh, did you see that um, Fulham on that? Fulham this morning... Yeah. On the on the Monday morning that we're recording, put out a picture on their Twitter of the sprinklers being on the pitch, right, and it's good. under it. It says something. This pitch is really nice and wet. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think Fulham are more than happy with that performance. Yeah. Obviously, King Mitro back in the Premier League, the back amongst the goals. Will he get the forty six he got last season in the Championship? I don't think so. I'll be honest. No. But was it forty six? Forty two. I can't remember how many got. He's got it was two. ridiculous. Same. Ridiculous amount of goals. Yeah, it's not unfeat. In f- I mean, at the moment, if he continues on his run, he'll get seventy six. Wow. So, I think that would be enough to keep Fulham in the league, probably. I'd like to think so. <laughs> he scored two every game. They're probably yeah. in most games. Mitro, Harland, and I swear there's someone else on that. Run. Oh, Pascal Gross. Yeah. They're the they're the three that scored two. If they can keep that up all season. Yeah, Fulham, tough, tough title battle between Craven, Fulham City and uh, what, Brighton. I like that Fulham is they didn't sit back, they didn't part. No, and I think that is one of the best ways to combat it if you're a really small team. You've got two options: you either sit on the goal line and kick it long for an yeah. hour and hope that they don't manage to bundle it home, or you attack them when they're not expecting it, and that, it works perfectly. It was the ball in from Kenny Tete, wasn't it? That um, Trent oh back post Trent Alexander Arnold. He's shown he's defensively poor. And I think that's well, why not poor, attacking he's still a good defender because you know that Robbo and Trent are going to push right up, which means there's space yeah. in behind them. I did see a compilation of Trent mistakes, which I think is just yeah a bit. Well, he's still he is probably the best right back in the world. He just, he just he's just not very good defensively. defensively. Yeah. But. Yeah, I mean, the the Wolves goal, the end of last season, I've seen that again, where it's because he's so high, yeah. there's so much space for Daniel Pudenza. And things like just his mark at the back post, obviously Mitrich scored from it, Vinicius Jr. Yep. in the Champions League final, was left miles open when Trent oh, just the didn't was it. They just, yeah, didn't. I think it was West Ham, both the goals yeah. last season when they beat them 2 Which now. could be, obviously, we're not, Trent is a fantastic fullback yeah. and going forward he is world class. But he could let Liverpool down this season, and not just Trent, obviously, but if yeah. players like him aren't going to get back and aren't going to defend, when your right-back doesn't defend, that's not good. Yeah. Because, obviously, then it's three goals for everyone on that left-hand side. But Mitchell yeah, takes advantage of that, got a beautiful goal. Then, obviously, so Fulham led twice in this game. So I think, if anything, they can feel hard done by it. They didn't win the game. Yeah. I mean... It- if Fulham scored two goals in a game, that is a win yeah. for them. And I think a point against Liverpool is a win yeah, for them. Yeah. Liverpool, though, came back in the second half. Nunes. Nunes and Salah look really good. I think Nunes has to start next time. And that's not yeah. just because he's in my fantasy team, but also because he is very good. I he think definitely looks comfortable. As good as Palace look, on paper, they didn't play well against Arsenal, I don't think. Well, to be fair, yeah. Maybe they got a bit unfortunate. They took the chances, I think, and they could have. I think... Obviously, Nunes equalised, and then... The, the problem is for Palace, they yeah. don't have a goal scorer. No. Like, we'll briefly touch on the Arsenal game. It was dull. Eduard and Zaha, we was it, that missed chances? No, Etze Eduard and Etze should have finished their chances. Yeah, they missed Conor Gallagher. 
They miss Conor Gallagher yeah. massively. I think, but they just don't have a goal scorer. No. They've got so many creative players, but Odds and Edouard just does not cut it. No. Just go and invest in someone. Go no. and just go, I don't know, Dakar, maybe try and go fat some Dakar. Yeah. I don't think it's unfeasible that you could get him on a loan. Maybe. Uh, to be fair, they probably want, Leicester probably want to give him first team minutes. But there's, uh, I don't know, I just think there's there's so much creativity, there's yeah. so many fantastic players in there, they just don't have anyone that can can score. And a lot of their goals last season, as you say, came from Conor Gallagher. His runs in the midfield, they'd been cut it back to the edge of the box and he'd be sat there waiting just to tuck it home. And they don't have him this season. No. I don't think Decore replaces everything he does in the midfield. I think no. is a lot more defensive. They need someone that's going to drive that ball forwards. But they also need a striker because they don't have anyone to actually yeah. put the ball in the back of the net. And that is probably Palace's biggest problem. I think against Liverpool next week, they could just get yeah. played off the park because Liverpool... Yeah. As much as they struggled in this game, did look well. Liverpool's defensive errors is also because we've touched on first goal, Trent on Marco Valdez, second goal, Van Dyke giving away a penalty, uh, and then Mitrovic putting that away. So yeah. two defensive errors is costing Liverpool there, and the Klopp's excuses coming out already in the first game of the season. <laughs> yeah, I was I was just thinking, has no away, has no home team won? Because looking at the standout fixtures from this week, it's all away yeah. victories. Now I had a little look. Tottenham at home one four one, Newcastle at home one two nil, Leeds at home one two one four at home one two. Yeah. So I was completely wrong, but it was interesting that you know United lost at home, which I, we'll get on to now. Yeah, wow. Fulham drew at home, Everton lost at home, West Ham lost at home, and none of them really put up a massive fight. But on to United then. Every time I watch Man United, I genuinely. Everyone knew they were going to lose today, and that is what is the best thing about it. A, a blow, uh, it was still I, so someone, enjoyable, though. I you talk, someone tweeted on the yeah. night before, on the Saturday night at ten pm in, in, in seventeen hours, hours time. We'll be we two nil down. down and a yeah. um, Pascal Gross double in the first half. Yeah, wow. I mean, we'll talk about so the first goal. Obviously, came from Danny Welbeck's bursting run. Harry Maguire yeah. played him on side. Yeah, and then Welbeck into the channel. Plays it across the area. Pascal Gross unmarked the back post. Shaw was defending thin air. And he just slots it home. Nothing De Gea can do about it. And that's what annoys me. I've got De Gea on fantasy team. Because I know he can, you know, he does rack up a lot of save points usually. But there's shots like that he just can't save at all. No. I mean, I had a howl of putting two but United players in the fantasy team. dear, oh dear. It was just a, yet another bad performance. But it's not shocking anymore. That, that was no. one of his better ones. Yeah. Because he didn't kill anyone. He didn't, like, slip and over. Danny Welbeck had a very good game. I think he has to lead Brighton's line this season. Yeah. I don't think Mopé's got what it takes to be a Premier League striker. I don't think he's and we know very Welbeck good at anything. And scoring the big games. He's scoring, shit out. He always scores against Chelsea. So that's a guaranteed yeah. goal for him. In, when he but they don't really have any other options. Because no. Mopé, he's good. I think he's better as a rotation option, though, because he will just come off the bench and call someone a prick and then, you know, yeah, get stamp on someone's foot and yeah, get a penalty. But... Yeah, then what? Undav? He's just come back from loan in Holland. Yeah, I think and well, then well what? Made. The new striker, Julio Nciso, is just not ready for Premier League football, I don't think. So, Welbeck, at least for the first few weeks this season, very good Definitely. option for Brighton. He played very well in this game. And the second goal, it was very similar, but instead it was on the right-hand side and Pascal Gross was sat on the left-hand yeah. side and he just slotted it into an empty net again. But defensively poor from United... Although, Lissandro Martinez had a decent I was going to say, Martinez looked good. He looks very airily imposing, especially considering his diminutive stature in relative to the other centre-backs in D's. But, yeah, I mean, that is one positive. There's not many others. 
I'm th- trying to think of anything. I mean, I Ericsson's think... passing range was shown, but it doesn't really going matter when... forward was abysmal. Starting Bruno yeah. Fernandes up front was never going to work. No, um, but then what options do they have? Martial got injured yeah. and you're not going to start Ronaldo no. because he keeps saying he wants to leave. You can't play a player that wants to leave. It doesn't work. No. And the second goal, the Man United goal, I can't even remember it that well. It was, da- it was actually goal like goal. It was a oh, yeah, the scramble. Yeah, I do remember now. Sanchez missed the ball and then... Dallow got a tiny kind touch of on rolled it. off his arm, but and it then didn't. McAllister and, then, yeah. and Santa then mix up, and it goes down to McAllister own goal. Yeah, I was a bit miffed by the um, commentators saying that was Sanchez's fault. Yeah, he tries to scramble that's it. That's Jamie Carragher for you. But like, yeah, the goalkeeper is going to try and push it away from the goal. McAllister should have moved, but then maybe you could argue it the other way, and Sanchez should have seen that McAllister was yeah. going to clear it. I get that, but I just yeah, of course the goalkeeper's going to try and keep the ball out of the net. Yeah. <laughs> Obviously, but I just and United's goal was lucky. Going forward, they had nothing. Rashford looked poor. Sancho didn't really get, didn't really do anything. Bruno up front was never going to work. McTominay and Fred, they're just terrible. I mean, McTominay should have been sent off. Yeah, he's I think nervous. that tackle was yeah definitely a red card. He he went to pass it and instead like just <laughs> whacked Casado in the shin. It was just like. It's so Scott McTominay. Yeah, it's just absolutely ridiculous. But yeah, I think overall United look absolutely screwed this season. I think Ericsson looked good, but like the only big pass made forward was out wide to Rashford, and then Rashford tried to cross it into the area, and every and it was nowhere near anyone. And like other than that, Ericsson defensively doesn't look great. And when you've got McFred playing next, yeah. in fact, I think McFred's harsh. McTominay playing next to you because Fred usually looks alright I think he's struggled in this game he's playing a little deeper than he used to be and he really struggled I still think United need a DM who they've, yeah. which they've not got they've been chasing Frankie de Jong this all summer and he's not interested looks like he's going to go Chelsea if he goes anywhere now but yeah I don't know why United just don't buy a DM it's not that hard the answer to all of their problems is a defensive midfielder well, not yeah. all of their problems. They have a lot of problems. But it would at least remedy some of their issues. I think other players that David in this game, Tiro Malassia, he really struggled when he came on. He only got about five, ten minutes, if I'm not mistaken. But he, uh, yeah, just looked a little bit out of it at times. And, yeah, I think overall United are kind of screwed at the moment. They don't have a striker that wants to be at the club or isn't no. going to just fall apart every five seconds. I'm intrigued to see how Martial gets on when he returns, but yeah. without investment in the midfield, it's over for United this season before it's even started. Yeah, and def- defensively, they didn't look too bad. No, I think there's still some poor marking they need to eradicate. Yeah, Maguire, you might be all right. Yeah, I think Dallow looked decent. Going forward, so fair enough. Yeah, I, I mean, there's not a lot like, you can do you defensively when about nine. Short, like the Brighton players were queuing up at the back post yes. to slot it home, but yeah. I think Shaw and Malassia both struggled, so I don't know who you start. Yeah, all round, I think it was a good opening weekend. Yeah, good. I think other so the other scores, of course, Villa beating Bour- uh, sorry, Bournemouth beating Villa two 0 Very good start of the season for Bournemouth. Poor from Aston Villa. Uh, Leeds, Aronson, and Christensen, Adams, and Rocker all look good on there. Leeds look Leeds look really strong. I think yeah. given more time to bed into the, of course they're playing the Marshes than before, but it, bedding into the new squad and of course. That takes time and adapting to the Premier League. I think once that's happened, I'll be very uh, interested to see how Leeds' yeah. season goes. I think Aronson, I mean, he had a goal 
chalked up as an own yeah. goal, wasn't it? But he he looked really good, and I think I'm excited to see how Brendan Aronson gets they, on this Wolves year. Be happy they scored, but Leeds just played and played better. This is this is their problem, Wolves. They don't have a defence. No, because Nathan Collins for Co- Roman Sykes is a downgrade. I don't think Max Kilman's all that. I think who they got a left back now? Ryan Aitnori, did he start or was it Johnny? No, it wasn't Aitnori. Scored no goal. Ah, oh, right, good. Yeah, that's. Great. And then obviously Bruno Lager and Jesse Marsh had a bit of a fight, a bit of a war of yeah. words at full time, which was interesting. I like to see. that though. It's good. Yeah. We've not got enough manager rivalries in the Premier League now. They're all too nice, or well, they're all used to mentor each other. Jesse Marsh probably called it soccer, and Bruno Lager. That would. I hope that's what it is. That would be brilliant. <laughs> we just beat you at soccer. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly that terrible American accent. Yeah. As well. <laughs> I hope he does that as well. Yeah. Uh, other games. What was there? Newcastle, Nottingham Forest did all right, but Newcastle, yeah, Newcastle quality. Too good. Dean Enson didn't look great, and then Tottenham just to- tore apart Southampton. This is what I'm saying. Like, but even this is the thing. I was stunned by this. Tottenham fans aren't confident they're going to win this Sunday. Wow. But there's Tottenham fans out there that are going. I think we could struggle. We don't look great defensively, and got, yeah, but Chelsea don't create anything. It's the goal James will press well. If we can get the defence playing well in a week, I think we can definitely not concede. Yeah. It's whether the attack can do anything. Mm. Because we we didn't look at too much risk of conceding against Everton. It depends. If Tottenham I know it's Everton against, against, strike against Sterling, then I've got hope. If it's Doherty, <laughs> I don't have hope. Again, there's going to be a five-back for both sides. It could be. Unless nil-nil. Conte throws it does have nil-nil written all over it. To be fair, if Tuchel was feeling brave, a 4-3-3, just, send just try and dominate the midfield... Yeah. Could work, but I'm not. I'm not too cool. I don't know what he'll do. No, be interesting to see. I just, I there's so many players that you just forget are at Chelsea, and it's like, why, why is he still here? There's so many upgrades. Like, as much as we can say, oh, Breuer, Gallagher, brilliant bench options. Then you look across, and the Ziyech and Pulisic are still there somehow, despite barely contributing anything in the last few years. And having like, I mean, Ziyech's attitude's terrible. I'm happy. Pulisic's obviously going to stay. Bowie's there but how have we not sold Hakim Ziyech it's beyond me Loftus-Cheek as well I mean I I think his time at the club's done yet he's still there and we're getting rid of players like Billy Gilmore not even giving him a shot in the team and Loftus-Cheek was good seven years ago and he's still getting game time Ethan Ampadu again another one that just is not getting any game time and yet you're giving it to Loftus-Cheek Vale also not given a number this season I imagine he's going out on loan but then when you see Ziyech still there they, oh, I know they're different players, but yeah. It's an, oh, I don't know with Chelsea. I think there's still improvements needed. We've not really done yeah. enough in the mark in the window. I think hopefully there's something else coming in before the end of the transfer window. That's about all for today, though. I think we've yeah. covered most of the Premier League games. Uh, if you have enjoyed, make sure to get involved in the comments down below. I want to know from you guys, have you enjoyed this episode? And yeah, what, what do you think of the uh, Premier League? It's back now. That's very exciting. We have, of course, our FPL show. Yes. Which we now, uh, TFPLC. I think that makes the most sense. Um, and then, uh, Friend Predictions, of course, will be back on Friday, so look out for those. When this goes out on Tuesday, we are live tomorrow for uh, the Super Cup Finals. That should be a yes. very good game. It's good to branch out from the Premier League. We've had yeah. a full weekend of Premier League action. And yeah, it'd be nice to do the Super Cup. And then on Friday, we should be live for one of three games which we've not quite decided upon no. yet. It will either be Nantes versus Lille, Dortmund versus Freiburg, or Watford versus Burnley. And that's provided we can actually stream on that day, which we should be able to. I'm thinking, I'm hoping. Yes. I don't know. But yeah, we might be live on Friday, so look out for that. The stream page will be up Thursday if we are. Anything else? I mean, we'll be live 
also Sunday for that uh, Chess yes, Tottenham derby. And I think we'll also be live Monday for Liverpool Crystal Palace. There's so many streams coming up over the next few days. So yeah, look out for all of those. Should be a very good time. And yeah, I'm excited for, for football's back now. It's brilliant to see. We've got domestic football. We've got continental football not too far away. That's September. That's only a month away now, which seems yeah. absolutely mental to say. But it is a month away regardless. And yeah, that's all for today, though. Uh, if you're listening on Spotify, head on over to YouTube. If you're list- if you're watching on YouTube, head on over to Spotify. Share the love across the platforms. But well, that is all for today. Thank you all very much for watching, and we'll see you next time. See ya.